everyone, uh, welcome back to the Dad Squad. I know it's been a long time since we recorded anything, uh, but Jeff and I were talking, and um, I'm hitting a big milestone this year. I'm turning 40 in May, and so what we want to do is uh, I wanted to journal my journey to 40. I know it sounds so cliche and so uh, hacky, but you know what? Um, in our society, we always we look at age like some thing to be scared of. And that's kind of what I want to do with uh, me going to 40. Uh, I was one of those people. I told a friend of mine today who today is his 40th birthday. Happy birthday, Jason, if you ever hear this. And um, I sent him a text and I said, you know, in our 20s, we thought we'd live forever. Uh, when we hit 30, we thought, you know, we'll never get old. Uh, now at 40, uh, <laughs> I'm talking to people about setting up my life insurance to make sure that all my bills and my family are set up for good when I die. Not if, but when I die. Uh, so it got me to thinking more about, you know, it's, it's time to go ahead and start put some uh, put some words down to record about what it's feeling like to go into the age of 40. Um, and, you know, teaching history has gotten me to like really focus on this a lot and and think about the accomplishments that have happened in our country and in our world since the, since I was born. You know, I was born in 1981. The exact day that the CD was invented is what I think I read one time when it was a little Cracker Barrel uh, on your birthday kind of things. Uh, and just think about the things that I've witnessed in my life. You know, I was, I was a kid. I think it was about eight years old when I went through and uh, – and watched the Soviet Union fall. Uh, my dad had broken his leg. We were sitting in his hospital bed in, a, in our living room. And uh, on the news, I still I remember climbing in that hospital bed with my dad. As me on one side, my younger brother on the other side. And we watched on the news live as the, uh, as, uh, the Berlin Wall came down. And I thought this is... I didn't think much about what was happening. I just knew that my parents were excited and it was something big happening. Uh, for the world uh, and I think about the things that I've witnessed in my life you know uh, the 90s in general uh, where I got to listen to some great music come through and some uh, not, not so great music but it's okay uh, I still think 90s hip hop could uh, rival anything that's coming out today but anyway um, what else did we see come through um, I can remember the watching the Challenger explode in the 80s I don't know how I remember that. I just remember seeing the footage of it as a kid. Um, the 90s, I remember Columbine when that happened and being scared to death to go to school. I remember being in our school and getting bomb threats where we had to like go outside and wait for either the building to explode or the police to tell us it was just a hoax or what have you. Um, I remember what else in the 90s. Just a lot of wild stuff that we saw and didn't think anything about it. We were kids, really. It's like, oh, this is whatever, you know? some points and then, uh then the early 2000s you know september 11th watching that happen i remember that night looking up at the sky and i made a comment to the person i was with us you know take note of this because this will be the first and last time in our lives that we'll never see a plane that we won't see a single plane flying in the air you know it was kind of surreal it was mesmerizing and uh, I was just awe-inspiring to think about that. Like 
that one moment in history there was no airplanes in the sky above us. And we were close to RDU airports. So that's saying a lot. Um, and then going fast forward, I mean, watching W's term as a um, president, going into watching Obama's term as president, then watching the Trump administration go through his term and president, and just seeing how our country has like, just polarized itself so much over this time and like the, the creation of social media, uh, watching MySpace slowly disappear into internet oblivion and then watching kids wish that it was something like MySpace out there now. Amazing how technology and social media goes full circle. Uh, but anyway, just that journey to 40 and the things that we've seen come and go from then. I remember my cell phones in college, like the first cell phone I had when I was 16 being like some random thing that would cost like a bunch of money per minute to use. If you ever used it, it wasn't the Zach Morris uh, brick phone, but it was uh, like a big clunky flip phone. Couldn't hardly do anything with it, but you really had good signal no matter where you were at. Kind of crazy. Um, what else we do uh, to go into where we went to a stage where we want our cell phones to be as small as possible. Um, I remember having these little flip phones. I think there were Sony Ericsson phones that had little MP3 players built into them where you can only put like a couple songs in anyway. And uh, I still actually have those in my attic. I'm going to break them out and show my kids and see what they think about those. And then slowly watching cell phones go into like smartphones and getting like the Blackberry Storm. You know, I don't think anybody ever mentions the Blackberry Storm, how like it's one of those, the innovation behind it being that touch reflex screen to it where you feel it like you're pushing down a key or something. It was really neat when it worked. Uh, and then watching the iPhone come out, it's like, oh, this is just a fad. Nobody's ever going to get these things. As I look at my iPhone 11 Pro sitting right here and thinking about what in the world, how do we end up drinking apple juice, you know, uh, and getting to that point. I mean, this is crazy, you know, thinking about how far we've come just within 40 years. Uh, technology and as a society as a, as a country, man. Uh, but anyway, so some of the things I'm looking to do, uh, I'm going to podcast, but I want to have some people come on that um, I want to talk to. Uh, just kind of like talking to some friends and just seeing, you know, I am one of the oldest friends I had, like one of the oldest people in our friend group here locally and um, by a few years. And so, like, getting to talk to these people who are not quite at 40 yet, and they're not, they, they told me to say that they are nowhere close to 40, but yet uh, they're only a few years old. But um, talking to them about what it means, like, getting older, and another thing about being, um, men turning older and dads getting older in today's society, in our generation. Um uh, so I'm going to talk to them. Uh, I'm going to go get a full workup uh, from the doctor next Monday, the 15th. Uh, I told them, I said, I want to be checked from the tips of my hair to the tips of my toe and everything in between. Uh, I, just, I want to have a good starting base. I do want to get healthier. I want to, I want to be a good example for my own children, you know. Uh, I'm the closest example of what it is to be a man for my own son, who is at this time seven years old 
and watching me and the things I do. And so when I look at that and think about that, I'm like, I'm setting the bar for him. Just like my dad and my grandfathers set the bar for me as to how a man is supposed to act. And I know that sounds, you know, I don't care if people think it's outdated thought process, but it is. It is we are setting the bar for the next generation uh, and how they're supposed to treat people. You know, they look at us, everything we do. Uh, my daughter is looking at me and my relationship with my wife as to how a healthy uh, marriage and relationship should look. And so that's a heavy responsibility to make sure that we're setting the bar for that too so that when she starts dating, I mean, she's only five, so hopefully we got at least another 20 years before she starts dating. But when she starts dating, that she looks for men who have that quality of loving her for her and uh, getting into that positive relationships, you know. Uh, we take our kids to church. We're trying to, like, pray with them every night and get them to read in their Bibles so we can set their spiritual foundations. Um, all these things that, you know, when you're in your 20s, you don't think about it. Even when I was in my 30s, I really didn't give it too much thought because um, in my 30s, I'm still in my 30s, at least for a few more months. But when I was in my early 30s, though, like I didn't think about what example am I setting for my own children. And that's something like that I just want to look at, too, as I go forward into the more mature. I guess something comes when you uh, your hair starts turning gray on your chin and on your head uh, that you start reflecting on how to be more inspirational in your life, <laughs> even as a teacher. You know, I look at these, uh, these young guys who don't really have um, father figures in their lives, and I want to be there for them and show them what it means to be a man. Um, to be someone who, you know, how to treat women, how to be responsible uh, in society, be productive in society, those kind of things. And uh, it's tough sometimes because everything you do, they're watching. You know, they're, it's like they're a sponge and they're absorbing this. Um, and too often I think men just pass this by like, oh, it's nothing. You know, I can just... I'm going to do what I want. Don't worry about it. You know, it's my life. I can live it. But when you really get down to the brass tacks of it, it's it's not really your life. You know, um, my beliefs, I believe God gave you this life to, to be that example and to help usher in the next generation, those kind of things. Uh, we're going on a, a men's conference in March uh, up to Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters. Shout out to SWO. And, um, I'm looking forward to it. It's the Be Strong Men's Conference. And we've been before. And whenever uh, I go to that camp, you know, it's, it's led by some very strong Christian men. Uh, when I go to that camp and I go to a conference like that, I come back renewed, right? My fire is burning brighter. Uh, I feel like the, the iron of my soul is sharpened. Uh, and I can be that leader. And then... But what I've done in the past is I've always I've had these failings where, you know, after a while, that, that sword of yours gets dull if you don't sharpen it, right? And so I think that's another thing as men, as dads, if we're not constantly helping our own families grow, then we're not, we're not going to sharpen our swords. We're not going to let that iron stay where it needs to get. It's going to get blunted. And... 
a blunted sword, you can still, you know, you can still swing it. It can still be effective, but it's not going to be nearly as effective as, as if it had like a razor's edge to it. If it was just sharp as anything, you know? Uh, those are the kind of things that run through my mind sometimes. Uh, other things we want to do on this journey, we're calling it a Poindexter Looks at 40. Uh, it's like my... Anyway. Uh, Poindexter Looks at 40, based off you know, <laughs> I grew up uh, Parrot Head, uh, listening to Jimmy Buffett since I was probably as old as my kids are now. And uh, his song, A Pirate Looks at 40. When we talked about, when Jeff and I talked about me running through this series through our podcast, uh, that song kept popping in my head. So, and then I turned on the radio that day, and lo and behold, that's the first song that comes on when I'm driving down the road. And I'm like, you know what? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think that's that's a sign right there. All right. Well, um, like I'm just keeping this as a preview of what I want to talk about in the next few weeks. Um, at some point, I like I would like to interview my dad, my own dad, to kind of get a feeling for from his generation. My dad is. See, he was born in 1947, so he is turning 74 this year. And uh, kind of get a, a vibe from what his generation was taught about what it means to be a man and what it means to to be a dad getting older. And uh, and that's, you know, talking to guys from different generations about the way they were raised, uh, as I can get a hold of them. <laughs> and then uh, at some point, you know, uh, Jeff and I are going to get back in here together and start doing the dad squad pod the way we want it to do it from the start and kind of just growing it organically. But anywho, uh, love you guys, whoever's listening and uh, looking forward to again, us getting back into the swing of things and actually starting to record some more episodes for y'all. Uh, keep a lookout for us and uh, stay gravy. <laughs> <laughs>